1: plus penn state football hosting central michigan on saturday afternoon at beaver stadium coming off of a couple of uh well let's say three pretty big wins for the program to start three and oh at this point in the season i'm nate bauer we will be talking with my wonderful friend sean Fitz, and uh let's get into it blue white illustrated daily edition here we go Fitz. What's up, buddy? How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, full disclosure, it's 10 o'clock on Wednesday night. Nate's got uh, a tea time tomorrow. Um, so we're getting this out of the way for him. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't think the game preview is changing all that much. Penn State hosting Central Michigan on Saturday at Beaver Stadium. Uh, was supposed to be a a cooler front moving in so it's gonna be gonna feel like fall on saturday but uh we always welcome fall weather here it's central pennsylvania for for a reason i guess um but yeah i I, again i don't think this is this preview is changing between 10 o'clock on wednesday evening and seven o'clock on thursday when it will go live on youtube if you're viewing on youtube don't forget to give us a subscribe uh like the video helps us out a lot uh but uh yeah let's let's talk some central michigan
1: yeah, it, it, it's funny. I, I, I've done two notebooks so far this week, Tuesday and Wednesday, and have noted both times. Well, Tuesday for James Franklin's press conference, there were zero questions about Central Michigan. Uh, and on Wednesday, there were at least a few. Uh, he talked a little bit about Jim McElwain, uh, and then he talked about Lou Nichols, Central Michigan's uh, running back, who actually has a, a, a fairly impressive resume coming into this game um what you know what do you make of this (laughs) right like Penn, penn state is in this situation where uh you know i think that everybody looked at the first three games of the season and pretty much accurately diagnosed how difficult they would be two of those games coming on the road at purdue to start the season and then obviously last weekend at auburn but they got through it and now there's this interesting intermediary right between now and when Penn state goes to Michigan in the middle of October, but they got, they got to get through some games, right? So like, what, where do you come in on, on uh, central Michigan?
0: Well, uh, winning football games is, is hard. I mean, like that's the, any player that you ever talk to um, that's the first thing I think they go to is, is winning football games is hard. Now you have the talent uh, advantage I think, big time this weekend, uh, central Michigan kind of struggled to get going last week against Bucknell um So, I mean, you've got you've got that, and that's going to happen against MAC teams. It's going to happen against the lower, uh, the lower levels. And you know, I know they're FBS, but the lower levels of the power, five, or excuse me, the lower levels of the FBS. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is something they got to turn around and, and and get back on. We had some questions in the live show on Monday night. Is this a, I don't think a trap game is appropriate here, but is this a? Could you see a letdown coming? Absolutely, I could. You know, this is yeah. a, an opportunity. Uh, for Penn State to carry over that momentum, as we've said several times, it just sets up so nicely. Everybody's already looking ahead to Michigan. I, yeah. I know that the one to zero mantra is, is certainly uh, something that the Penn State program lives by, but you you can't help but overlook you know Central Michigan this week, Northwestern next week. You know, get the buy, get ready, and then come back and and, and get going with Michigan. I, I, you can't ignore that that it's there, but uh, yeah. that so that's that that's the tough thing is. Getting yourself up for this game. Um, I know there's only twelve a year, but getting yourself up for this game, continuing the momentum and the the juice that you had in a national environment last week on the road, and and really you've cleared those those two big hurdles there at the front of the uh, the schedule and put yourself in a position to be here. So it's time to maximize it. Yeah.
1: I'm going to make a a, a critical error here and, and spoil the surprise for people. We make our picks at the end. We both have Penn State winning this game. I know. Well, now they're not going to listen to the rest of the <laughs> stop, 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 stop the YouTube. Um, no, I, I think that it, it's, it's interesting, though, because certainly we expect Penn State to play well and to win this game. Again, I'm going to go back to that FPI and just kind of how – Central Michigan has played and what they're supposed to be this year. This is a game that Penn State should win and Penn State should win big. However, however, Central Michigan is picked to be involved in winning the MAC, right? Uh, And so, yeah, they're one and two to start the season and they have a little bit of a surprise loss against South Alabama. But overall, if you look at a, a good portion of the ingredients that are on this team, they lost some pieces. Uh, but they have a lot coming back and they have a lot that are expected to be fairly good against that level of competition. It's just a matter of, at least it seems to me, Penn state asserting itself as what it is. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it, there. there is not a comparison in terms of talent levels in this game. And so can Penn state go out and take care of business and get accomplished what it needs to before we dive a hundred percent into the actual matchups of this game, uh, we were both at practice uh, tonight, Wednesday night. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering if you had anything that uh, that stood out to you from Penn State.
0: One of the, you know, I thought last week was great uh, with the juice, with the, with all the, you know, the the yelling and screaming and things like that. This week, probably the exact opposite. Not a ton to take away from it. Uh, you, there, you saw some different approaches from coaches. I know you were watching the defense and I know that, uh, you know, Manny Diaz was kind of in his, I, I believe you called it South beach mode. Um, I did. <laughs> field, on the other hand was uh, not too happy with his guys at, at receiver. Um, when I sat down there and listened. So, um, you know, I, I think there's, uh, you, you can't go out to 20 minutes of practice and say, Oh, there's a lack yeah. of focus this week, but I think it's a different energy. Um, it, but you kind of, you kind of expect that. Um, granted, one of no mantra says otherwise, but uh, let's be honest. There's a big difference between getting up to go to Auburn and getting up to, to play Central Michigan. So, um, yeah. I I, yeah, I think they'll be fine. It's just a matter of of execution and, and cracking down on things. But yeah, I don't think there's a ton uh, to take away from Wednesday evening. Not only with the practice, but you and I looked at each other after James Franklin spoke and it was like, "What what did he just say? Like, was yeah, there anything I mean, in there that was really uh, you know uh, appealing to you? Writing a notebook. I know you were able to piece together making. Sometimes you just make chicken soup you know as they say so um, i think it's salad
1: but go ahead yeah yeah
0: i'm not a big chicken (laughs) salad guy so um but uh because i isard smith Vilbert, we watched them like we watched uh, hakeem beeman last year uh they were still in scout team jerseys uh not a surprise um, but yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a ton to take away. Um, some guys were there. Some guys were not. Uh, Kevon Lee was one of those guys not there for that portion of practice was was back later. James Franklin said he's kind of not sure where that, that that thing stands. Of course, he, he hurt his knee last week uh, in the win over Auburn. But you've got uh, you got questions and, and you've got uh, uh, an opportunity to play some guys, keep some guys fresh and, and really just uh, play, play the schedule at this point.
1: Yeah, I think the, uh, I think the most, (laughs) most interesting part of those uh, post-practice press conferences was the fact that there was an airplane flying overhead and apparently in circles, it was uh, pretty distracting, but uh, anyway, (laughs) anyway, yeah, not much, not much to glean from, from Penn State's practice, Um, you know, very, very briefly, I know we talked about it a little bit on Monday, but. Penn State's 3-0, they got through this little portion of the schedule. I was hoping that we could talk a little bit about where you feel like this team is at this point in the season, um, you know, going into this last game in the non-conference portion of the schedule.
0: You know, it's funny. I was talking to somebody the other day and, and I asked that same question. I was like, are you guys ahead of where you think you are? And this and. It's it's a very casual relationship. I just hear, that's such sports writer BS. Just like, <laughs> you know, addressing where, where you think you should be versus where you're at. They're pleased with the progress that they've made. I think they're probably a little bit surprised that it came as easily as it did against Auburn. And uh, they were able to, you know, sort of set themselves up. I, I use that term once again, set themselves up for this run right before that that bye week. So they, they feel good about where they're at. I think there's still... Um, obviously room for improvement. Uh, we talk about that offensive line and and we feel, I think both you and I feel pretty good about what they've been able to do. Still got to, you know, tighten some things up, especially at right tackle, but there's, there's progress there and, and they've yeah. done it against the big guys on their schedule. So or at yeah. least the big ones that they've played so far, they're not just running over FCS teams or Mac teams or anything like that. So I think that that's something that you take away from that. They've been able to run the football, Nick Singleton. Uh, you know, I think we, kind of forecasted that it would go like this but you always hold your breath because that's a yep. you know it's it's an unbelievably big ask of a freshman for to to come in there and essentially change an offense change a running game and change an offense so i think that that's the the biggest thing uh defensively uh it's the defense i have had hope to see I mean, I don't think we need to get too technical or anything like that, but they were flying around against Auburn, forcing turnovers, as we said, forcing the issue, not really just having the turnovers come to them, forcing the issue. Um, so that was fun. So Manny Diaz's, his defense is, um, while sometimes you, it, it leaves the back end open and there, there are some big plays that have come from it. They have gone the other way. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun to watch.
1: Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I think it, it, a lot of this goes back to the point that I made on Monday, which is simply that it, the the tone of the season for the past you know a little bit of how close all of the games are right (laughs) it's just been locked in all of these close games certainly towards the end of the 2020 season Penn State was able to get a little bit of a cushion in those wins against Illinois and I think Michigan State at the end of the year Uh, but last year I mean it was just like every single game was close what Manny Diaz and some of these things that I think that we've seen through the first three weeks, um, what they do collectively is the opportunity for Penn state to actually take care of business and blow teams out is there, right? I'm not saying that that's a a guarantee. I think that a a lot of this year is going to be about proving that week in and week out. But again, having a chance to, to build up a lead take advantage of it and then just play that swarming style of defense that I think that you saw at Auburn on Saturday is a possibility. Now <laughs> it's actually something that, that they can achieve. Um, Central Michigan. What, um, but what do
0: you, before, what, before we get out of that, I mean, let's talk about Sean Clifford because we, yep. we are at the point we're taking it for granted and that's, a really, really good thing for Penn State because this is a guy that when you play those games that you just talked about, the tight games and and keeping things in, the margin of error for Sean Clifford is smaller and that's when you see those mistakes. He hasn't been put in that position, you know, aside from turning around late against Purdue, he hasn't really been put in that position in the last two weeks. So he's feeling more comfortable and you just see a ripple effect from there. I mean, obviously you'd like to see the receivers be a little bit more consistent, especially after number one and number two. Um, but uh, you feel more comfortable with this offense. And I know everybody's going to want to see Drew Aller this weekend, maybe even see Christian Veyer, maybe even see Bo-, Bo Perbula, who knows. But to 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 see Sean Clifford playing, he's probably the most comfortable that we've seen him for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, and I think, I think it's going to get overlooked. People look at the stat line and say 14 completions on 19 attempts, 178 yards. He had a rushing touchdown, uh, obviously against Auburn uh, that's in three quarters, right? you <laughs> didn't have to play, uh, you didn't have to play at the end of that game because Penn state's lead was what it was. So, um, you know, I, I think that he was able to show that like, it's so cliche at this point, but just the maturity, all the things that were talked about in the off season, that would be an advantage for him. And it was like, you know writing about it being being uh commenting on it about all of those things felt so cliche it felt so contrived to say oh well with the second year in the offense he can do so much better Bob you know all of that stuff here it is this is it it's right like it's it's all all of those things are coming to fruition for him uh this year
0: yeah, we hate it when the cliches are right because it's so simple. Like Mr. Score, score more points, guy over here. You know, it's it's, it's really right. tough to sit here and try and examine things when when the simplest things are the are the ones that are turning the wheels per se. So, um, yeah, totally. I think it's I think it's it's been entertaining to sit back and say, Sean Clifford, you don't have to win us the Auburn game this year on the road, like, and, and, yep. you know, give the ball to Nick Singleton, get the ball spread around and 14 of 19 or whatever you said it was, um, you know, n- nobody really looked at that and said, Sean Clifford should have done more. And I think that that's when if, if this team is going to maximize what they are capable of Sean Clifford, 14 of 19, but scoring 41 points,
1: that's a pretty good recipe right there. Yeah. And uh, last point, just to, dr- just to drop this in, because it has been such a talking point for for me, at least, for the last year. Uh, Nick Singleton wins Big Ten Freshman of the Week again, right? And the stat line is there, 124 yards, two touchdowns, right? Like, just very impressive. He did that on three runs, right? Like, I mean, it was... Like he won that, he won that acknowledgement and he won that offer or honor because of what he did on three carries. It's just those three carries and what he's able to do is what separates him uh, from, from so many others at his position.
0: Well, we talked uh, we talked we talked about the 2020 season and, and how Penn State just lacked game breakers. You know, Chris yep. Journey couldn't play anymore. Micah yep. Parsons setting out, uh, you know, guys at those key positions where you can change, essentially change a football game with one play, one sack, one, you know, strip sack, one turnover, one big run, something like that. And Penn State, for a long, long time, was just devoid of, of these big-time guys. And John Dotson was phenomenal. First-round pick, you know, a, you know, on track through two weeks to be the rookie of the year in the NFL. Um, but you need to weeks. start stacking those guys and stacking those guys that where you can get the ball to them a little bit more regularly. And Nick Singleton, three games into his college career, let's not put him on on the Pantheon yet, but three games into his college career, is a guy that can change Penn State's offense the way that they call, but also change Penn State's scoring ability from, from basically anywhere on the field.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, we are going to get into objectives for Penn State against Central Michigan. We're going to talk about Central Michigan and kind of who and what they are. But before we do that, we're going to uh, to shout out our sponsor for this show. Have you been looking for a reliable source of Penn State football tickets? Uh, If you're watching this, you probably have been. Jim at TixmanJim.com, formerly PSU Tixman.com, has been running his ticket exchange in Wilmington, Delaware for over 25 years. Every buyer is handled with courtesy, respect, and every ticket purchase is guaranteed. Proceeds are used to fund the Penn State AA Chapter Scholarship Fund and the PSU Levi Lamb Fund for athletic scholarships. Get your uh, Ohio State stripeout tickets. Minnesota is coming up, homecoming whiteout for that game. Uh, and obviously, get this game, get Central Michigan tickets. Uh, go to www.tixmanjim.com or email Jim directly at ticksmangym at gmail.com or if you're old fashioned, I want to just go straight to the phone? 302-521-8380
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. PTW Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What do you think, Fitz?
0: Are you going to call him? I might. Delaware number. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll get uh, get our tickets and get ready. Uh, noon kick on Saturday at Beaver Stadium. Um, we're going to see what Penn State does against Central Michigan. If you're using Tixman Jim, you can see it yourself. But we're going to see what they can do against Central Michigan. I I don't think there's – it's really hard to talk about games like this, and you kind of sound like a jerk, uh, a condescending jerk when you do so. Um, Not you personally usually do, but not you personally. Um, But it's about developing depth. You remember what James Franklin said after the Ohio game, how they had planned to get uh, Drew Aller into the game in the second quarter? I think that's going to be the plan again, just try and get him – I don't want to call it in doubt but get him snaps when they matter uh, snaps with the first offense and you saw um, that last week when when he went into the game that first team offensive line was still there um, so they I think that's part of getting him comfortable getting them comfortable with him um, yeah. yeah and do it do it quickly S- score some points in the first half make it make it quick you know and and, and try to get uh, 14 points in the first half something like that um, we talked so much about Ohio and and to a lesser extent Auburn about Penn State doing what they needed to do to take care of business and actually doing it instead of tripping over themselves. And uh, I think that that's, that's really the key this week. And in in addition to playing a lot of players is to, is to score points and score points fast.
1: Yeah, no, no question about it. And, and mentioning Drew Aller, um, he is one of let's count this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players, right. Who have played in three games so far this season. Um, you know, look, let's just be honest about something that this is something James Franklin has talked about really for uh, three months now, right, is is where Penn State is in terms of its true freshman class. They expected it to be good. It was the seventh ranked in the country, according to the on three consensus like this. is This was supposed to be a good class and it has delivered. And so you see those guys right there. They've all played In three games so far this season, I would expect and highly anticipate like it's not really a green light, yellow light, red light conversation with these guys in particular, because that's it. They're <laughs> they're part of the team. Nick Singleton is the top running back. Catron Allen is the second uh, running back in terms of the rushing chart so far. Omari Evans is going to be involved. Deny Dennis Sutton, Zane Durant, Abdul Carter. Like all of the writing is on the wall that these guys are going to play and play a lot, and that will continue on Saturday. But. To the converse, there are some guys, there's a decent number of guys, actually, who haven't seen action at all this season. And I'm wondering if there's anybody that you're watching or interested in seeing on Saturday among that group.
0: Among that group, it's tough. You mentioned those seven, and, and you you said green, yellow, red. That group is like dark green. They're they're in a category all by <laughs> themselves. Yeah. You, and you're watching guys like Cam Miller, the cornerback, uh, safety K.J. Winston, who I'm a big fan of as well. The um, guys that I think will end up playing, you know, a, a good bit this season, even if it's just on special teams. And then you've got some decisions to make with guys like Drew Shelton, Caden Saunders, uh, Vega Ione, they, they really like. And then there's a bunch of those guys that that haven't played at all. I'm curious to see. If those guys are ready, I mentioned Prabula earlier. Uh, Anthony Ivy saw him get an earful from from Taylor Stubblefield earlier this evening. Christian Driver is a very interesting one to me. Uh, Penn State's playing him at corner. We haven't heard a real uh, lot about Christian Driver, but Penn State Penn State's playing him at corner. I think they're they're pleased with his progress. Really didn't know what to think about him coming in as a prospect. Uh, you know, looking at some of his athletic numbers or the lack of athletic numbers that they had to come in. Versus the uh, the tape playing against the competition that he played against, I think there was questions about could he hang, and I think they're they're pleased, and I think we'll see him out there on Saturday. So it's I don't think it's going to you know turn pages or anything like that to see a true freshman, another true freshman cornerback out there. But Christian Driver, heck of a football player, a guy that I'll be watching on Saturday, and I think he'll be he'll be a guy that they fold in there.
1: Yeah, well, and and you know I think that the the uh, one of the things that James Franklin said. Uh, On Tuesday, it was just talking about how you've got that line right now of making decisions on some of these guys. One, to to go ahead and play them for the fourth game, right, or and more. Uh, But also some guys that have those two games in or one game in who you just kind of have to pick and choose your spots based on what you think your depth is going to look like later in the season, what their development is going to look like. but. For a lot of these guys, this is the opportunity. This is the this is the chance to get in a game. There's no risk of burning a redshirt. Uh, right. So you just get you just get some unencumbered action, some game reps that can help you build a foundation, uh, right, to move forward in your Penn State career.
0: Uh, overlooked to- o- overlooked in that is Drew Shelton played in one game. He did not yeah. get garbage time looks at Auburn last week, which is very interesting because that's a guy that you think can play right now but you would rather like in a perfect world play him in four games but you've got to pick and choose and figure out do you get one drive two drives against Auburn at the end of the game does that matter does that help his development or can you play him half the game against Central Michigan and I think we saw um, some of that so to have drew Shelton there at at one game, as opposed to to two games, because that's a big deal. Cause you look at later on in the schedule, oh. somebody gets hurt. Maybe, maybe it's all for not. Maybe he ends up playing in seven games. We saw this um, w- w- over the last couple of years. I love this rule, by the way, with the four, with the that's four, it, it makes them feel, feel better. And then, you know, it, it, honestly, it uh, those guys that are listed at zero games, it, it, it's an eye opener for them because these guys are not used to not playing football. And that's something yep. that um, we've talked about before. These guys are, a lot of times big fish in small ponds and you come in here and you know, college is a, it's a bucket of cold water to the face. And, uh, that's, that's what's happening with some of these guys right now. So it'd be interesting to see how they handle it. But Drew Shelton, uh, and you could probably add J.B. Nelson, the junior college offensive lineman to this one as well. Um, yeah. how does he fit in with the four games? Cause he does have four years to play three. It'd be nice to get a red shirt in on the front end of that. Uh, Anthony Ivey, a guy who Penn
1: State uh, James Franklin, I should say, was asked about specifically on Tuesday and gave a, a pretty glowing review of how well he's developed and how he's come along. He was talking, I think, more about you know sort of his acclamation to the program, but just in general, I think he gave pretty positive marks. Another guy to mention here, Malik McNeil, uh, the the offensive lineman. He talked about losing, I believe, he said between forty seven and fifty three pounds. Uh, While well, he's been on Penn State's yeah. campus, approximately, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, no, so those those will be, um, you know, that that whole group, right? And and but again, uh, it really just does come down to Penn State being able to build up a lead that it feels comfortable enough uh, to send all of those guys in and get them some some meaningful game action. To do that, however, they're going to have to uh, to to put something up on a, a Central Michigan team that is probably. Uh, you know, again, with the cliches, but like, I, I don't think expected to be one and two so far this season. Uh, they lost to Oklahoma State to start the season. That was very much expected. Uh, but then they lost to South Alabama. That was not expected. Um, so so they lost those two games. They started there. They weren't good in the first half, I guess, against Bucknell. Ended up winning that game 41 to nothing, but uh, was not a pretty start uh, for, for Central Michigan in that game. And so Penn State on the flip side of this has been rewarded rewarded I don't know if that's the right word but 25 and a half point point favorites going into this game uh you know it'll, it'll be kind of interesting to see uh, whether or not like with a spread that big that demands a decent amount of points uh to, to get there
0: right right and I think that it was similar to Ohio I think Ohio was either 26 and a half 28 and a half somewhere in there um, so that's that's a lot of points but it, it's not Insurmountable. I think Penn State did end up, uh, or Penn State did end up covering the spread against Ohio. Jim McElwain, obviously a familiar name for college football fans, was the head coach of Florida. Has been around uh, for a long, long time. James Franklin, you know, talked him up, talked up the veteran staff that he has. Um, Yeah, that that they started off in a buzz stall. Spencer Sanders uh, from Oklahoma State just went crazy. I believe. I believe it was the first the Thursday night of the season. I, I, it was it was around when Penn State's uh, September has been a blur. I don't know why, but September has been a blur for me. Um, it, it was really an opportunity for uh, the quarterback to put up some monster numbers. I think he had four touchdowns in the first half. Yeah. Um, so they've they've got some things to lock down, and I mean, you you look at this team, and it's a it's a pretty typical MAC team. Uh, Daniel Richardson. Undersized but very productive, as uh, as was said this week, gets the ball out quickly. Um, Twenty four touchdowns against six interceptions last year, but this is a team under Jim McElwain, and you would expect that, that that that's really going to try and uh, really try and run the football.
1: Yeah, and they do so with Lou Nichols, who is a sophomore who actually was the the top of the FBS in terms of uh, total rushing yards last season, uh, like not a yards per carry thing, but he had 1,848 yards uh, last season. This is an offense that that has moved the ball. Um, that Like the national numbers for them are, are fairly uh, legit. They are 33rd nationally for total offense. They're 19th in passing offense at 311 yards per game. Uh, un- understanding, again, the competition to a certain extent in those last two games. Um, ninth nationally in first downs, that kind of jumped out to me. Right, is Penn State is a team who uh, likes to get guys, likes to get opponents into third and long situations, but actually struggled a little bit last year or last week in the first half in giving up some chunk plays, allowing some first downs in those spots. Uh, Central Michigan has 83 first downs in three in three games. That's a big number. Um, is that right? That can't be
0: right. I I honestly I think it is. I have not checked those <laughs> numbers. I you wrote I the, you wrote the rundown. I'm going to trust it's my you fault. No, no,
1: no. But in any case, it has to be right. Um, they would the NCAA stat page would never lie to me. Thirty six point three points per game. So that's been a, a very productive uh, offense so far this season. Um, they they also throw the ball to to, to Nichols. He is I think fourth on the passing chart uh, with 11 receptions for 81 yards. Uh, Defensive side of the ball, anybody stand out to you? Um,
0: I mean, not really. I I usually watch them on Thursday morning, full disclosure here. It's obviously Wednesday night, so I haven't seen as much of uh, Central Michigan as I'd liked or probably seen as much as i have liked to see. Um, But, yeah, I mean, uh, Thomas Incombe was the guy that James Franklin highlighted, uh, defensive end, four and a half tackles for loss, three sacks so far this season. Um, we've, we've talked about the struggles that Penn state has had, especially at the right tackle position. So he's a guy I could see them lining up and trying to, uh, trying to make that, uh, make that matchup an advantage for them.
1: Yeah. They, they actually, um, they lost a decent amount of players in the transfer portal, uh, or to the NFL last season. So some of their best players aren't back, uh, this year, which I think is significant, particularly in the passing game, their pass defense has, has. uh, has- as you said, against Oklahoma State has not been great. Um, another guy that they mentioned, uh safety Trey Jones, who is in that group. He has sixteen tackle when your safety is one of the leading tacklers on your team. That's probably not right. a great sign uh for the early part of uh of the year. And then Dante Kent is a sophomore corner who has three pass breakups. From Harrisburg
0: uh, High. is a good, really good player at Harrisburg High.
1: Yeah. So uh 10 tackles for him as well. That's that's a decent amount of tackles there for a corner. So, uh, pass game, Sean Clifford. This is this this is definitely an opportunity uh, for him. What what stands out to you in a game like this? What do you look for uh, traditionally when Penn State has opportunities like this, where it's facing a, a, a matchup that might not be quite up to snuff?
0: Oklahoma State threw for 424 yards a couple of weeks ago. South Alabama went for 337 there's holes in that secondary let's probably saying it uh, pretty nicely there's holes in that secondary there's a, there's an opportunity Penn State really hasn't pushed the ball down the field so I wouldn't be surprised if they came out and, and tried to do that on Saturday at least uh from the gate uh just uh I, I obviously you've got a talent uh, disparity there Penn State's receivers against uh central directional central Michigan's uh the defensive backs so you feel pretty good about your ability to pass the ball. Um, You throw the ball to your running backs and try and make them shake loose as well. Um, So big advantage when you talk about the outside, but it is another spot where you want to see. And I know we've been harping on those receivers um, beyond Parker, Washington and Mitch Tinsley. Um, We've been harping on those receivers to be, to get up and be a little bit more consistent. So this is an opportunity for them to, Catch the football as we go back to our simple cliches and and baseline things. I mean, you've you've seen this group. Uh, Keandre Lambert Smith out of the gate struggled with that. Harrison Wallace has struggled with that at times. Malik Mega um, has struggled with that for for a while now. So catch the football and and you know look at it in turn up field and then you you're you're able to to break off a few of those big plays. So I I do foresee Penn State being able to hit some big plays, make some exciting. Uh, pass plays and, and, and you know, get some points off of that instead of, you know, Penn State having to re- rely on its running run game. They've already turned into that team. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, of course. Good old tried and true blue collar Penn State football. Um, uh, Central Michigan lost a couple of defensive ends to the NFL last year. Uh, the uh, Pass rushers, I should say. And so I think that the offensive line, like for all of the success that Penn State had up front last week against Auburn, uh, generated some good pub really a lot of people talking about them and talking about how physical they were, uh, which is again, something that James Franklin brought up on Wednesday, trying to kind of create that physical identity for Penn state football, which let's be honest, it has not been, it has not been certainly over the last two seasons, but I think you could probably argue uh, going back before that. So not taking a step back for the offensive line in a game where they should be, uh, they should have the, the, the matchup advantage, right? Against, the, against what Central Michigan is going to do up front, I think is very important. On defense, Central, Central Michigan is going to throw the ball a little bit. Um, you know, uh, can, can some of the turnovers that Penn State was able to create last week, can that continue? Can you take advantage? Can you cash in? Uh, and again, with the first downs, which I, I'm going to trust myself on this, is the right number. Can you can you slow that down? Can can you keep? Uh, can you can you force Central Michigan into three and outs instead of, uh, you know, six and outs? Right. I mean, even if, even if it's not, uh, I saw you roll your eyes there. No, even if even if it's not, even if you're not giving up points, even if you're not giving up a ton of points, uh, can can you still get done what you want to get done defensively? and maximize the opportunities that you have on the offensive side of the ball. Um, And then last. So
0: go ahead. No, I think, I think it's just about rolling over that confidence. I mean, you, you, Penn state's a confident football team right now. And I look at the offensive line and I look at that secondary, and those are two groups that can change this game and change it early. And uh, you know, play play press coverage on the outside. I know, I know they've had some success throwing the ball. 47 of those first downs have been through the air. um, But, Challenge that quarterback, make them throw into tight windows and and good things will happen. So to me it's it's this entire team, but those two units carrying over that confidence on the offensive line in the secondary and I think the good things will happen if they if they play and 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 try and keep that high that they had last week. What do you got? I got penn state uh penn state big fifty two to ten is what I wrote down um what was it, forty six to ten a couple of weeks ago against Ohio. Um, and, you know, I think that they can put together a similar game plan, um, if they get those turnovers, which they didn't really get, uh, against Ohio and they still put up those numbers, um, and, and get comfortable. I want, I want to see Drew Aller in the second quarter. I want to see more guys playing and I want to see, um, you know, efficiency from the get-go Penn state kind of stubbed its toe in the second quarter against Ohio. And that's, I mean, that's the measuring stick for this game, but they stubbed their toe against Ohio and in the second quarter and, and really, the final tally kind of suffered for it. Probably could have scored 50 points if they were, you know, hitting on all cylinders. But I uh, have them scoring 52 this weekend.
1: Yeah, and I, I've got 57, or excuse me, 59 to 17. And bottom line, I, I don't care at all what the defense does. I mean, it, if 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 uh, Central Michigan gets the 24 points, whatever, it doesn't really matter as far as I'm concerned. Particularly if those points are scored late uh, for Penn State. To me, again. Long form storylines. Uh, can can they hang sixty? Like, is that a thing that this Penn State offense can do? It, right? Can they get there? uh This should be an opportunity to test that theory, right? Because if they do, uh, again, I think it bodes well for how they can match up and what some of the things that they can do. Again, based on. Uh, What they were able to do in 2016 and 2017 and again in 2019, even 2018, in terms of scoring uh, points per game, If, if they can establish that, if they can have an offense that's that explosive, that puts up those kinds of points, it bodes very, very well for this Penn State team moving forward.
0: Oklahoma State scored 44 points in that September 1st win. Uh, excuse me, in the first half of that September 1st win over Central Michigan. It ended up 58-44, to 44, so it got closer than it should have been. Uh, Central Michigan had 22 fourth-quarter points. I know you have Central Michigan scoring their points late as well, um, yes. but I think that number, 28 points in the second quarter, that number is, is certainly something to look at. And, I, you know, uh, Oklahoma State only scored a touchdown in each of the third and fourth quarters. The way that Penn State's been coaching when their backups are in there, they're looking to score points. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's been an interesting sort of subplot. Is they're still throwing the football? They want to see what they've got in Christian Veer. They want to see what Drew Aller is able to do. So they're still looking to score points, and I think that's um, something worth noting. And I also think that uh, Parker Washington back there as a punt returner. If I, I don't know if he's going to get the the entire look or the entire game uh, with looks back there, but that's an opportunity for Penn State to turn one around quick and and I think uh, have some success and, and maybe get a score out of that. We shall see, game is at noon on
1: Saturday at Beaver Stadium. Uh, should be a, a fun day, I think, for, for most Penn State fans, uh, seeing on our message board, people talking about bringing their kids to this one. Again, we are doing a premium membership to Blue White Illustrated at ON3 for $1 for 12 months. I, I cannot stress this enough. Uh, it's, it's the spot. It's the spot now. It's gonna be the spot in the future. Uh, and so anybody who is watching, I implore you to, uh, to give it a shot, particularly now that the bearded wonder Sean Fitz is in the house.
0: Is that, did they not call you that? Is that not a thing? I, I they call me a lot of things. You call me a lot of things. My wife calls me a lot of things. It, I, I kind of all filter that out. Um, but no, it's, uh, it, it's great stuff. Nate, uh, of course has done a really, really good job for a long time. Ryan Snyder, Greg Pickle, uh, Thomas Frank Carr, uh, everybody, contributing to the, uh, the one on mantra around the website this week. Yeah. yeah check us out for, for a dollar for a year. Um, Nate, I think that's, that's pretty much all, all we've got. Uh, we will be back uh, maybe Monday. I don't know. We haven't really set up our live show for Monday. I know there's people that have, have been asking when we're on uh, Monday evenings is live. Post game show is live. I'm not, or we're not a part of the post game show. Cause it goes on essentially right after the game, but uh, check us out on our YouTube. Give us a subscribe uh, like this video helps us out a lot i uh, can't can't stress that enough and yeah. hey, any closing remarks well that's it i
1: promise to uh, to play good golf and i'll uh, i'll report <laughs> i'll report back later thank you so much to you sean and thank you to t frank who's behind the scenes on all of these shows so that's it